This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week we're talking with one of Georgia's newest breweries. We have Schoolhouse Brewing here with us. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Thomas Monty and Justin Waller, the co-owners of Schoolhouse Brewing. Thomas is also the head brewer, and Justin is the assistant brewer, as I understand it. Uh, and we're going to talk about their journey from being a retail shop to being a brewery. Uh, we'll talk about sack launches, experiments, and what it means to be an open-source brewery. Guys, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. And we shouldn't miss this. You know, it doesn't happen often, so we... We forget to mention it, but we got Becky Smalls here with us, too. Yes, they, they let me sneak back into the studio. Into the studio. Welcome, Becky. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, good. So, Thomas, Justin, we just got into one of your beers here. We got into the Saison. So, you want to give us kind of the, the short version of this beer? Oh, yeah. It's a simple Saison. Uh, it's C2C, Omega Yeast. That big shout-out to Lance in Chicago at Omega. Um, it's got a little bread on it, so it's going to be a little bit of a horse blanket on the back end, but uh, some nice citrus notes on the on the hops. Cool. Good stuff, man. Awesome. Brian, how was your week, man? What did you get into? Wow, I got into a, a number of things. So, you know, I was inspired by, still inspired by the Stouts of Summer show. So while I was at home, I wound up drinking things like uh, uh, Cherry Street Barrel-Aged Plaid or Against the Plaid or something. It was a, a Scotch Ale, I believe, a Barrel-Aged Scotch Ale. And uh, one of those Boulevard Brewing Company uh, beers from the, the, it was a, Barrel uh, aged quad from 2015. Okay, so that was quite quite nice. I was you drinking had a, lot, a, fr- a decent seller of Old Boulevard beer. I really do, yeah. and I realized that you know now that we've had them on, there wasn't going to be a better time to to really drink them than other than any time. And I didn't want them to be lonely because Stephen said they were lonely. He so. said you're lonely. Yeah. Drink them. Don't yeah. put them in there. And so we also uh, ran out and checked out the uh, the new Scepter Brewing, Tim. And uh, I went through Scepter the entire Brewing Arts Brewing Full Arts, name yes. Of the place there, excuse yeah. me. And uh, I drank through the entire uh, the, the entire list, and the, the food was really good too. It was we really had little, good. Uh, yeah. little a little a uh, little. What's what are you looking? You can do it. I believe in you. I don't know. I've spit it out. A little appetizer size, we small did. bite yeah. things. Yes. So Scepter Brewing Arts is a new brew pub. It's going to be opening soon in Decatur, Georgia. The Oakhurst neighborhood there, uh, cool little neighborhood, very craft beery area of town, but uh, really good. The brewer there came from Orpheus Brewing, which is another really popular brewery that we all we had Jason Pellet on the Stout Show. We did, yeah, from Orpheus. But oh, I think, full circle, Tim. I think Scepter is going to be a winner, man. I really enjoyed the beer and the food there. Some tasty stuff, cool spot. Uh, I enjoyed. We went up to one a place we don't hit a lot. Good Word Brewing. Oh yeah, we had the Mega Flight there. Just open all the taps and put them out there for <laughs> yes. us. So really nice brew pub. And uh, popped over to Slow Pour Brewing up in uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia. They had something called the Simple Southernality Festival. And it was just pouring rain that day. Oh, yeah. Just crazy. But very well covered there. They had a nice crowd, lots of music, beer, food. Uh, good time there. So that was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, a couple of bands too, like three bands and yes. signing event and all that yeah. sort. It was it was meets it, and greets and the entire artwork. brewery had been converted into an event space. I'm I'm amazed at how much of an event they had going on there. I didn't realize how much space they had oh, to yeah. host something like that because if you just go into the basic tasting room of that, you'd never realize they really had that much space there. Thomas, Justin, anything super exciting? You guys are probably stuck at the brewery pretty much all the time right now, right? That's really not a bad thing. In the not, a bad, yeah, no, not a bad thing. There's worse places to be stuck. Not a bad huh? job. God, I love every minute of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got a bunch of new stuff. Uh, we put out stuff all the time, um, especially right now. So this uh, weekend we're throwing out the Sangria on Sour. It's a Sangria uh, Berliner Weiss, um, something I've never seen. Um, I've seen a lot of fruited, but we're going for... Almost a cocktail in a glass. It's delicious. I I like it. I'm not afraid of it. Um, you know, you ain't scared. Right? <laughs> it's it's a plus to not be afraid of it. I like it, but I'm also terrified of it. I don't know if you know me or not. I'm not afraid of many things in this world. Right. Yes, I am scared of some of your Facebook videos. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, you don't even know what's coming up. Oh Lord, please help me. They told me. They actually said in a meeting with everybody that I was not allowed to be part of or take over the social media any longer. If I get to vote on that, I'd like to go ahead and vote in agreement of that. So I'm glad that you think you have a vote, uh, and I'm glad that everybody <laughs> thinks they have a vote. See, right. Um, so, yeah, we've got that. Um, we've got a, a barley wine coming up, which I'm really excited about, English style. Got a Kolsch, got a, um, a lager, our first Mexican lager. A lot of good stuff coming up. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Smalls, you were running around the country this week, right? Oh, well, I went on a little vacay last weekend. Oh, that, yeah, weekend, I went down huh? to the beach. Brought, I had some ten uh, percent transmigration of souls with me. So, didn't you have to chug that on the beach at I some did, point? Yes, yeah. the hotel was very strict <laughs> about not bringing your own beer to the pool. So, yeah, I had to had to take one for the team because I wasn't going to pour that out. You should have right. gotten video. Taken care of it. Yeah, but, that, you know, there's nothing like building a sandcastle after having a couple of those. <laughs> Get there. lit, build <laughs> sandcastles. Build sandcastles. Good stuff. <laughs> yep. That is actually the definition of you were killing me, Smalls. <laughs> See, there you go. Yes. <laughs> so, Tim, I think we need to get into the beers of the week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Well, Brian, as always, lots of good beers to drink here. Our friends Nappy Roots stopped by the studio. Oh, yeah. They, they stopped in for just some, some beers we hung out. We opened a new one from Lion Creek. Lion Creek, thank you so much for sending us some of your new beers. We got into the Chinchillin, Brian, which is a session IPA. This was an easy drinker, man. If it you're, was. If you're an IPA guy, if you're IPA or not IPA, this one still may, may fit it. If you like hops, maybe you don't like too much bitterness. This is pretty nice and balanced. We got Creature Comforts Lupulus here that we got into. And we're going to get into some schoolhouse beers. So right now we are sipping their Saison that uh, Thomas shared a little bit about with us. And uh, we're going to talk about the other, others, Brian, as we crack into them. All right. Sounds good. good. Time. So, Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. All right, so without a doubt, my favorite and probably the least useful news I can come up with this week is Miller Lite has created a functioning game controller out of a beer can. Why do you do these things, Brian? Because I love it so much, and you know you love it. They're calling it the can-troller. Whoa. 
the Cantrell. You, you get what they did there? I see what they did yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, so it's a uh, standard 10-button controller with Bluetooth, USB charging, and, of course, 12 ounces of Miller Lite. And there are only 200 of these Cantrollers in existence, so if you want one, you're going to have to go beat uh, comedian Eric Andre in Street Fighter IRL, which I guess is doing it in real life. In real pretend, life? I guess. Okay. At the, uh, so you literally have to fight a dude. To y- you get this? have to fight a dude. Fair if enough. if he wins, that you don't get the reasonable. controller. Uh, so that's at the 2019 Electronic Entertainment Expo at in Los Angeles. So it's not clear if uh, corn syrup in the beer actually helps with the quality of the Bluetooth signal, or if the buttons, <laughs> yes, or if the buttons turn blue when it's at optimal drinking temperature. I'm not sure about either of those. The, they should be. They if really should. Not. Yes. yes. So cue the sad trombones. Experts say that the latest trend of wellness beers are BS. Oh really? Oh yes. Or so says an article from uh, the New York Post. In it, they mention uh, Sierra Nevada's Sufferfest, which boasts of having a lot of electrolyte replenishing sodium as a sports drink and a 26.2 beer from Boston Beer Company which contains Himalayan sea salt which I guess is a good thing I actually didn't realize that so the doctors they consulted said that alcohol is dehydrating so it's basically the opposite of what you're looking for out of a recovery drink adding that you'd you'd have to do some really really intense exercise like more than two hours to really even need electrolytes to begin with so most people taking them don't even need the electrolytes and a clinical well, that's because the, most of the guys chugging beers are not replenishing after a marathon. It's a very yes. small group that's doing that. Like so. if you're sweaty after a long day of drinking beer, you want right. you want a recovery beer. A recovery beer. And uh, sure. you know, and they had a nutritionist on there as well, covering some stuff, basically echoing those same things. So there's nothing to it. So if you like beer, drink them. If you're low on sodium, I guess, and electrolytes, you, I have a goza. Could, could have a goza, I guess. So that's about it from that. Good stuff, Brian. Good. Health beer. Drink it. Just drink beer if you like beer, right? Yeah, seriously. Absolutely. Health beer anyway. Eh, who knows? You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Schoolhouse Brewing. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the Reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia, for a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery, set beer free. ReformationBrewery.com as a brewery owner or taproom manager, are you looking for ways to enhance your customer experience while maximizing your revenues? Craft Cellar is a mobile solution that helps your brewery drive sales and attract new customers through online pre-sales for beer releases, events, and memberships. Get details now at craftseller.com. Mention Beer Guys Radio after sign-up and extend your free trial to a full 30 days. Remember, craftseller.com, C-R-A-F-T-C-E-L-L-R.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. 
Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you miss an episode, don't worry. All episodes are available as a podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and never miss a show. Now more from Thomas and Justin from Schoolhouse Brewing. Thomas, Monty, Justin, we are going to talk to you, I promise. It may be I, hard with Thomas here, but we'll I, I do might, our best. I might get to speak. We'll, we'll do see. this. You know what? Justin, I think we're getting ready to open another beer. Can you tell us what we're about to get into here? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, we're going to open an amber here, uh, which Thomas absolutely adores. Okay, good, that, good. That, that is not true at all. Oh, okay. Uh, this is not one of Thomas's actually, favorite we, beers. We've huh? gotten a lot of good uh, feedback on this beer, but uh, you know, it's one of those styles that people say, oh, this beer is great. You guys, this is fantastic, but they don't really sell because nobody buys Ambers. Ambers, no. We talked about that a few weeks ago, didn't we, with somebody? Who was it that was mentioning that you just don't see Red L's Ambers anymore? Where brew pubs in the 90s, that was a staple. Yes. You had to have those on the list. I know we were talking about Yingling and Fat Tire and how they all conquered the country at different points in time and then took over territory from each other. But, yeah, you don't see them very often Well, and a bad Amber is just bad. I mean— it's one of those beers that's so polarizing. And if I think if they're done right, they're good. If they're done poorly, they're, they show really well. Now, Thomas, were we, were we going to drink this beer or just talk about no, it? No, we're going to drink it. Okay, I was no. just wondering there. So how often you mention oh, that? Oh, all that over was, the mic. There you go. It's good. That's why we put the foam. They yeah. think that they're windscreens, but it's uh, beer absorbers. I did not mean to do that. I apologize. That's um, okay. We'll make it through it. Yeah. So Just how the, often do you guys, like you mentioned Thomas doesn't care for this beer. Do you like this beer, uh, Justin? Well, I, I do. I do. Uh, I, I don't know. There's, I don't know too many beers I dislike. So okay. I, Are you guys usually on the same page with beers? Do you have very many? Actually, I, I would say the only place where we typically disagree is I am not, I don't have much of a sweet tooth at all. Okay. So when it comes to things like, uh, you know, these like, like super sweet stouts, which we make like an oreo speedwagon for example speedwagon which is like on deck here next yeah you know it's it's that's not my thing necessarily but but i mean i can appreciate it okay well justin how did you originally get into craft beer uh i was teaching and my wife clearly decided i needed a new hobby bought me a kit for one father's day and uh i was like oh okay this is fun and uh i was working teaching with Thomas at the time, actually. And uh, I was like, this would be way better if I had a drinking buddy. And so introduced him to it, and we started hanging out, and he took it and ran with it. Did you start? Were you into craft beer before you got brewing, or did you go straight into oh, home no, brewing? Oh, no, most definitely, most definitely. Okay, because yeah. I know some people, you know, they, they don't really care. They start home brewing because they kind of want to brew beer, and they're just into the brewing. They get into beer because of brewing, Rather than being interested in brewing because of being into beer. No, no. Years before that, like my goal had been to like try every single craft beer I could possibly find, and at that time it was really more just you know mass-produced stuff. So it was not quite like the in- insanity that like bottle shares are now. You know, it was you it's had good to, times. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Now you can't keep up. So Thomas, was that your introduction to craft beer, or were you like Justin? Were you already running around drinking up as much of it you, as you could find? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little older than most folks. I'm, most everybody. Yeah, I'm, 40, <laughs> I'm 45. I'll be honest. And I will throw this out there to make you feel a little better, Thomas. You're not the oldest guy in the room. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. Becky. How old are you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
will be 39 when the show airs. Oh, happy birthday to Batman. That's right. That's right. Throwing somebody under the bus. There we go. No, so like when I started college and I got into something other than Natty or whatever, I was drinking imports. And that was really before craft beer. I mean, that was, you know, kind of music kind of like first first wave craft was coming out and then early mid 90s right and then the craft beer bust of the the 90s happened we all remember that and it was not a real pretty scene but i you know samuel smith's oatmeal stout still love that beer still a, a big fan of it um so and that's where i started and then of course you can't say anything but you know sierra nevada's it's there. Yeah. I mean, it's the gateway. Are you from Atlanta? Have you have you always been in this area? Okay. No, no, no. I grew up in the on the outer banks of North Carolina. Okay. So I grew up on a small right. island. Gotcha. That's a little bit of Georgia beer. This is just for our Atlanta listeners here, but someone posted the other day a beer magazine from nineteen ninety six talking about the Atlanta Beer Garden, which was a really cool brew pub down in buckhead when buckhead was cool before yes it got i forget who was the guy that stabbed somebody there that kind of shut buckhead down oh, yeah yeah the, after the super bowl 2000 i think yeah famous athlete right I yes can't remember who i forget the name yeah. but uh but yeah it was one that came and went but back in the day i listened there was a radio station in atlanta called 99x yes that oh, played alternative yes. rock and on sundays they had what they called resurrection sunday so we'd sit on the patio atlanta beer garden yep and listen to resurrection sunday is that the place that became the the Irish pub for a while, and then became I don't know, yeah, leveled by? Did it become Fado? I know I think Fado was next to it, wasn't it? That was next because it was like okay. Atlanta Beer Garden, Fado, and John Harvard's. And that's about the time oh, yeah. I, I came yeah. to Atlanta is right in the early two thousands. So yeah. Um, yeah, I remember the beer garden. Good stuff. So there, for our listeners outside of Atlanta, there's a little Atlanta beer history. There you go for you. None of that stuff so. even exists anymore. No, it doesn't. Man, history. wiped out. Sure was. Absolutely. So t- speaking of teaching, guys, both you guys came from a teaching background, which of course Schoolhouse Brewing, you know, teaches at Thomas. You taught at a local university some beer classes for a while, correct? Well, actually, I was uh, I was a adjunct professor at Kennesaw State in the education department before I was a professor in the um, culinary and sustainability where I taught brewing classes. Okay. I actually taught education classes before I was teaching brewing classes. And yes, but I did teach brewing at uh, Kennesaw State. And do, you still, do you still teach courses there? No, they actually got rid of the program or got rid of the classes. Okay. Um, that doesn't say much for your teaching. Time. They got rid of the Ouch. professor. Yeah. yeah, see, cleaning the house. Nobody could follow me. That's how I have to look at. Keep it. up, keep up. Nobody can when they cut the entire program. <laughs> exactly. Right. We'll never do that again. <laughs> yeah. Lessons learned. But yeah, it was. Um, it, it it. Kennesaw is a forward-thinking school, and they saw what they were doing. It didn't fit where they were heading. So. Sure. I yeah. mean, they're they're trying to become a research university. That's and what I thought. Being a liberal arts program of that liberal, it wasn't a good fit for the 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 mission and vision of Kennesaw. It happens. It yeah. happens. Now you've also done on a on a personal level on teaching. You got teaching in your blood. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I know you did homebrew videos. You guys put out some homebrew videos yes. and that. Uh, you still going to do any classes or videos or that with Schoolhouse? Yeah, I think we will. I think we're going to eventually move back into that. Right now, we're just trying to get our arms around the, you know, you don't want to grow too big. And I don't like doing anything that's not done well. So when when we're starting this, my our main focus 
is letting the liquid talk. You know, I'm more worried about the liquid. I'm more worried about the the customers and serving them properly and making sure that every person that comes through our doors is met as family. So when we, we when I say I let that liquid talk, that's where we're at. And you know, where we're heading next, we've got big plans. I mean, we got crazy plans. You guys know me; I'm crazy. I love doing crazy stuff. So uh, I love it. So that's where we're at. We appreciate you self-censoring there. Yeah, so, I, I stopped myself. Did you <laughs> see that? Catch it there. That was a good one, man. We Save appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to clean it up as much that way. Well, this is the amber's tasty. I'm enjoying this. This is good stuff right now. And uh, I, I agree with you. I, I, I enjoy an amber. I don't ever drink I do. them. You it's... just don't see enough of them anymore. Thank you. So, yeah. There are not any on. I, I looked on everyone's untapped. I could not find one in the city except for at printer's ale see and that's the thing that's what's cool about smaller breweries brew pubs and things like that you can find an esb you can find a mild you can find an amber ale you know and fortunately many many more are doing pilsners lagers and that i hate saying pilsners and lagers but i'm the only one that doesn't use it you with me thomas Pilsner doesn't love them see i like the beers but pilsners and lagers seems kind of redundant to me there is some redundancy but there is uh there's a reason for saying uh, we'll make it through it okay you're listening to beer guys radio show we do need to take another break but we'll be back soon to talk more with schoolhouse Is your brewery or restaurant flooring all jacked up? Your foundation needs to be protected from heat, chemicals, and other contaminants. At the same time, you want to make sure it's slip resistant and you can clean up your messes with soap and water. You know who to call? ResTech. We've been manufacturing poured-in-place flooring since 2002, and we've got solutions to fit any facility's needs. Go on and visit our website at ResTech.net. That's R-E-S-T-E-K.net. Drop us a line and we will come to you for a free evaluation. Oh, yeah. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wwdc hd2 104.7 fm in washington dc catch beer guys radio on wonk fm every saturday at 5 p.m eastern now let's get back to our talk with thomas monty and justin from schoolhouse brewing Justin, I think we got another beer here that we were about to get into. What is up next on the docket? Oh, are we doing PB&J? Yeah. Is it time to go there? Okay. 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 So tell us about that. This one is the one called Sack Lunch. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thomas, tell us about Sack Lunch. Okay, it's a great story. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything about my guys over at High High Card Brewing, but Alan Pugh is a really good friend of mine, been brewing them for years, and he came back from Russia probably about six years ago and brought a kvass. And, you know, I had had one before, but it never really 
appreciated or tried it. So I, I did a little research, and and uh, Alan and I were sitting there joking about it, and I go, I think I can make this America. Okay. Make it America. Make it America. Mer- make it America. We're drinking in America yes. today. So what we did was we started with, and for this batch, this is a five-barrel batch. We did 130 loaves of Wonder Bread. And if you don't know what a kvass is, it's a 1% to 2% um, Russian ale that uses uh, stale rye bread in the mash. So we put 130 loaves of Wonder Bread, America, in the mash. And uh, then as we go to secondary, I uh, actually pulled the, the yeast off and brinked it. Now I'm looking at this crowler and I'm looking at, the, at what I think is an ABV statement. Yes. And I'm thinking we're not 1% to 2%. No, here, no, no, so. no, 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 America. I, I like how it's in a brown paper bag. It's, oh, it's, it's a sack it's lunch. Sack lunch nice, in a brown paper bag. Yes. yes. Um, this isn't approved at school, though, FYI. Oh, I would have liked school more if I had that in my life. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not a juice box. No. Um, we threw about, uh, I say, 20 pounds of peanut butter powder into it and this gelatinous mix of strawberry concoction that we make for the jelly. And we really were shooting for a peanut butter and jelly kvass, America style. So, I mean, we put a header on it through a supercharger and made it nine percent because that's what america's about (laughs) now i i do have a a statement here looking at your description for this beer on untapped you say you had the class to skip the old grape jelly yeah Mm. why do you got to hate on grape jelly peanut butter and grape you want to talk america we had done that beer and I'll tell you, Brian and I have had our debates about strawberry versus grape jelly, I, too. I prefer strawberry. You're wrong. I mean, that's just all it. <laughs> Brian is, is Tim wrong. Tim is all about that purple. Two I'm out in, of the three. Purple. I'm in strawberry. No. Strawberry no. camp all the way, man. I agree strawberry. with your choice. I salute you. Well, no, we had, done, we had done grape on this thing for so many years, and I can't even tell you. I think we, we might have gotten 40 or 50 different um, awards on this beer, just real low-key, threw it out there. Really wanted to get some some ideas on it. It is, it's super sweet. It's it's a pain in the butt to brew. Um, I'm really trying to self center myself. I'm just throwing that. <laughs> what, about it, the, what about it? What about it? What about it makes it difficult? I mean, the the loss of bread, bread and all the peanut sticky, butter powder. bread. Well, you got actually the bread and the the mash isn't that bad because it kind of glues up in there. And when when we're running the rakes, it just comes out in one big freaking ball yeah you, you, um, you, you expect a nightmare i'll be honest like he said we're, we're gonna put all this in there and i i was like no, and this is yeah. gonna be horrible but <laughs> well when you strip all the sugars out of bread there's not really anything left so it's so actually just the fibrous part that yeah, rolls yeah, into yeah, a ball yeah. well, okay. it wasn't it wasn't too bad yeah and then um it's the peanut butter powder it's the the cleaning up of it it's the and then there's just everybody talk uh, it i don't know it's it's polarizing to me everybody likes it i don't know i mean what do you guys think i i'm not gonna lie this does remind me of childhood drinking this and i know this is pain's about to make but this the nine percent beer reminds becky of childhood <laughs> you stole it. Well, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from the midwest so okay. come on we gotta stay okay. warm uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Becky, you had a great childhood or yes, a terrible yeah. one. Either, either way, either way. Sounds yeah. great. She doesn't remember this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, this yeah. is, I do remember the smell. The That's smell about it. This, yeah. What do you think? It's. I think it's very PB and J. I think this is tasty. It is. So yeah. if you like, and, and I do like. I'm not going to sit on the beach and drink a sixer of these beers. Oh, I totally so, would. You, Come Becky, on. ready? <laughs> Says the girl slamming ten percent beers and building sandcastles. That's that's time to do it. <laughs> so, <Come on. laughs> yeah, but no, this is tasty stuff, man. Absolutely. And you know, you talked about gimmick beers. I did. I'm not always opposed to gimmick beers. Some of them come off really good, and you do get the taste that remind you of childhood, a peanut butter sandwich or what have you, or or something like that. Some of them is all about the gimmick. Like you, you go to you overshoot. Yeah, and it just becomes the gimmick. If you do a gimmick, but you do it well. Have fun with it. You there, know? there is a functional difference between some gimmicks and some other ones. Glitter doesn't do anything other than add sparkle to a beer, which you don't taste, and it's it's barely visible. Having tried one, I'm always going to drink a, a, a glitter I was beer. Say, you're you're I'm a fan always, of the glitter beers, yeah. but it has no functional purpose. Adding PB and J to a beer has a functional purpose. It tastes like a PB and J. Sure. Well, so that's where here. there's a point to it. Well, and I will say, as a as a head brewer, I love to break down flavors. I'm not a big just throw adjuncts in. You know, the people you see with, like, uh, throwing Reese's Cups in or, you know. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Tell me more. Fruity Pebbles. And we've seen all these brewers around here just throwing, just going to the grocery store and throwing it in. I think that you need to break it down. I think it needs to be natural. I think it needs to be something that you can be proud of and say, hey, you know, my palate did this. And and I'm I'm not throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. You you do you do you. I, I actually learned how to make Oreos to make this next beer. Okay. I can actually make Can you make Oreos? Yes, I can make a right. I can actually make an Oreo. Can you make one now? Yes. <laughs> right. Right here, right now. I mean, because I do like some Oreos. <laughs> yes, I can. Can you actually. make the red velvet ones? Um I have not, but I am oh, playing God. with some red velvet ideas coming up. I want a red velvet Oreo version of of that. Having never even tasted it, I'm I'm already asking for that. Okay. I might regret that later. I don't know. Who no, knows, you want man. Good stuff. No. <laughs> but guys, you started for those that don't know kind of your story. Schoolhouse started as a homebrew shop and bottle shop. Yes. Bottle shop, growler bar. Uh, you moved in your brewery. You still help sell homebrew supplies. Yes, You're sir. still a homebrew shop. And uh, homebrewing you've done, you had, I believe, the MASH Club. Yeah, Is that yeah. Correct? Marietta Association of Schoolhouse Homebrewers. There you go. Now, are you still doing the MASH meetings and that? Because for those that aren't aware, Georgia, we had a little trouble with uh, with some of our homebrew clubs meeting. But it kind of changed the dynamic of what you can do, right? Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Um, we've got some really good... Uh, representatives that have read the law and said you know this is kind of dated let's let's be honest and the only reason that the law is what it is it was written in the 70s so no one's ever taken a look at it now now that craft beer is growing up and breweries want to support their local home brewers which they should um don't laugh at them don't look at them weird don't i mean home brewers are brewers too we're all brewers so yeah i really i really respect um what we're we're gonna see i think about a year we'll year or two we'll see those laws change for those not familiar with the laws in georgia georgia's homebrew laws say you cannot hold any kind of a homebrew meeting function tasting competition at anybody that holds another license in any of the tiers you just can't bring so, any of the alcohol in okay like you can have so the, you could have a meeting you just can't bring any of the homebrew in which kind of ruins a homebrew meeting there but we did does. talking about trying to change the law uh, I met with a group to kind of brainstorm. Brian, were you there for the meeting about the homebrew laws? Was that the one at uh, at Five, five Seasons? seasons. Yeah, but Nancy there. Palmer yeah. was there. We had an attorney with us and that to talk about that and kind of 
evaluate what was going to try and improve the laws because if you talk to these brewers out there, you or anybody else, brewers support home brewers. Yeah. I mean, that's where the roots are from, and they'd be more than happy to have you know homebrew competition or something along those lines. And that's on-the-job training or not on-the-job training. That is before-the-job training for staff that you may need later as you grow your brewery, these home brewers. Yeah, I need a yeah. home brewer right now on my staff. I but, guarantee guarantee it right but you know speaking <laughs> of homebrewing we're going to get into this in the next segment we're just about out of time here but homebrewing this ties into how you guys are an open source brewery That's right. so we're going to talk about that in just a minute you're listening to the beer guys radio show we do need to take a break but we'll be back with more from schoolhouse brewing right after this Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing, establishing a new standard in craft beer. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram to be the man you gotta beat the man Woo! now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons patrons can get some cool perks like beer guys swag commercial free episodes and now we're doing a bunch of interesting mini episodes mini episodes we That's have right. revamped our patreon page brian we've got yes, new we perks out there so check us out patreon.com slash beer guys indeed so let's get back to uh, schoolhouse brewing and see what they're up to thomas justin guys you've got another beer queued for us there and we're looking forward to it uh we just we enjoyed some pb and j sack lunch there even though you you use the wrong jelly in it but that's okay <laughs> we'll let that us. pass we'll let that pass uh justin we're going to talk open source brewing but uh what beer are we about to get into here uh we're about to hit our oreo speedway oreo speed i'm gonna take that on the run <laughs> part of our music department uh series yes yeah and for the record no oreos were harmed in the making of this okay beer. all right not like the Wonder Bread. There wasn't 130 bags of Oreos. No. There, huh? no, 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 no. Oh, good Lord. That'd be such an expensive beer. It wouldn't, it, though. <laughs> How much is this crawler? $97. <laughs> <laughs> I know a brewery in Florida that, yeah. that prices are <laughs> like that. So. Almost that high. Close. Nearly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, one thing we wanted to talk, because you're unique. There's a couple breweries that are do this, but we mentioned before we went to break the open source brewing. Yes. And uh, we know that Modern Times in California does it. And we think there's a brewery in Asheville, North Carolina. Is that correct? Or they were looking to do it. I'm, they were considering. Yeah. Okay. But uh, what is open source brewing? Well, it's just like or open source software or open source Teslas or open source anything else. 
Um, it's letting patrons or anybody else that wants it have the information behind it. We'll give you every inf- every piece of it behind it. So if you want the recipe, um, they're on our website, schoolhousebeer.com. Um, the, uh, <laughs> um, every recipe that we brew, we're actually going to throw it up on there. And we've scaled it down to five. We even give you the adjuncts. Um, and it, it's a homage to when we were brewing, when we were a home brew shop, and we still are a home brew shop. Please know that. We really want people to be able to enjoy what they drink. And if you're really enjoying it, then you might want to brew it. So what was the inspiration to go this route, this open source route? Justin's always my inspiration. Okay. I could see that. I'm inspired already. I'm just looking How's at How's the song yeah. go? I think that's an REO Speedwagon song. You're the inspiration no. in my life. You're the, I, don't I don't know. know. Is that REO Speedwagon? No. Am I mixing no, it up it's here? Not, yeah. Sorry. He's the Same time beneath. frame there. He is Are the you getting beneath my wings. Justin's he's, he's blushing a little, now. FYI. It's gotten really so. No, no, that, that's the uh, PB&J. <laughs> that's oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Childhood. Childhood. <laughs> uh, we're, you know, it's one of those things where I – I hate to constantly go back to our previous professions, but information is so freaking powerful. It's one of those things like it, it's selfish to keep it, you know. And uh, so it's one of those things where, um, you know, we, we, we're constantly moving on to the next thing anyway. We want if, – if you're interested in something, absolutely. Why would we not give it to you, you know? We're, it's kind of selfish. Yeah, yeah. Here's, yeah. here's, here's yeah. the recipe. And a lot of breweries, they're very it. guarded of the recipes. I mean, you know, that they don't want, look, we make this beer. We want people to stand in line for this beer. We want people to come hunt this beer down, you know? I, so. I, I When I owned just the home brew shop, I contacted all the breweries in, in Georgia and was like, why don't we do this? We'll brand them. We'll put your brand beside our brand. You can do this. We'll, we'll put them on the shelf. It's only going to help you. Uh, I actually had a couple of the brewers go, well, you know, homebrewers can't do this. We've had that. You know what? I, I actually tried to find a beer, uh, Black Tuesday, Black yeah. Tuesday. And uh, the brewery said, with the brewery, B-R-U-E-R-Y, Patrick Rue, uh, he wasn't the one that replied. But he said, home, you can't do this on a homebrew scale. It would be and very been hard a few to do others. This, that beer. And I will throw this out. There was another beer we tried to get some info on. We were told... Uh, we could not do it on a homebrew scale. We brewed our version of that. Many people told us it was better than the commercial version, and we won a few medals with it. Yes. So we may have we not did. absolutely totally replicated the commercial of it, but we did a beer very similar to it with the same flavor profile and, and a close enough pro- approximation. I've it was a really that, good beer. I've and, had that beer, and that beer is amazing. See, and you guys did you a great Thank you. job. Thank and, you. And to anybody who says that, I, I just point out uh, little, co- little Cottage in Missouri locally who are very much doing these beers that supposedly homebrewers can't do, and they're homebrewers. Now, still. I absolutely know that there'll be some brewers that hear this, and, and they're like, well, hey, guys, there's some things you just can't do on a homebrew scale. Uh, what types of things would you not be able to do as a homebrewer that a I, professional brewer could do? Well, it depends on how much money you want to spend. Okay. Yes, I, I do not have a centrifuge. <laughs> I mean, well, I'll you throw don't that need, out there. Well, you so. don't need a centrifuge. You, we've got good. You can do a Whirlpool, though. Oh. We have Skinny DeVille in the stu- Skinny DeVille with Nappy Roots and Atlantucky Brewing. He's hanging in the studio, but he said he just wanted to observe this week. So Yes. But he did mention, like, Whirlpool oh, easy. and I mean, stuff like that. You can. It's not as easy for sure. You can manually Whirlpool as a homebrew. Well, yeah. no, I mean, I, my, there's not a lot. 
there's always money can solve a lot of problems. Sure it can. <laughs> yeah. With yes. brewing, that's the truth. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, it depends on how how deep you want to go into the process, and um, you know, building up the right amount of cells for your yeast. Is your yeast properly uh, propped up? Do you have a uh, you know a glycol system or some kind of system in your house? I mean, you can buy glycol systems for your house now. You know, talking about, I've got a buddy building a walk-in freezer in his shed right now. You know, a walk-in cooler. He's a, now he is in the process of opening his own brew pub, but his, oh, his, gr- was- but his garage, he's not opening it there. This garage is going to be kind of his home. This is home brewery, you know, a deluxe home brewery, basically. Yeah, I thought you were talking but- about Roethlisberger. No, no. So, <laughs> uh, is he is he putting in yes. a buddy of ours? It's a yes. He brews oh, a lot no. of English ales, oh, no. pub ales, oh, and stuff. No. Okay. Michael Watt Roethlisberger. Yeah. Michael was on it. a show in the past, one of our homebrew oh, yeah. episodes. Yeah, but uh, respect him. He has a, a brilliant uh, little British pub, a little in his British house. brew pub at home. Yeah. yeah, nice little place. Now with the open source and homebrew and all that, I saw a post on your Facebook. You know what? I want to talk about your Facebook page, Thomas. Oh, I want to talk. About, you so really want to talk about something, just you before? Follow me on Snapchat. Oh, <laughs> no. you, is it a subscription service? Do I have to pay to get those snaps? No, but there's a 21 and over. Okay. It's open source. Oh yeah. Open source. Oh yes, open so open source Snapchat. That source is so. Open. You know what? <laughs> That's uh, but Thomas is not allowed to use the company social media, or so they say. But uh, you had, you know what? What we're talking about is Thomas posted a video just before his grand opening of him getting a nice shower, getting all cleaned up for the day. And shaving. Yes. And much but we've got to complain about that. You didn't have a shower beer. Well, that's so 2018. I'm so 2019. So you're 2020 I mean, already, yeah, I mean, right? God, everybody did. That was last year. Yes. Is the I shower series going to be another series from we, Schoolhouse? Yes, it might be. And we set trends. Uh, we don't follow them. Just want to let you know that. Um, that's a joke. The uh, <laughs> No, it's not. It's written down in the office. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot of ideas, and every time they change the um, password for our social media, <laughs> I'm just going to keep breaking it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, – so if you see me on there doing something crazy, it's probably because uh, Christiani and Justin could not uh, encrypt it well enough. So I don't even know where to go with that. So I'm going to change the subject entirely just because because up. I know you're always ro- rotating what you brew and brewing new things. I've had a couple of requests. Yeah. I want you to brew an old ale and call it Fellow Kids. Oh, and I already want to do an old so, ale. Okay. And That's I want deck. you to do a wheat wine because we were talking to Boulevard about how much I loved Harvest Dance, and you can call it Behind the Bleachers because I know you have to go with the, the schoolhouse theme, and that's where oh. all the kids were drinking so their wine coolers. are you saying we should go over there and do a collab? I, do a I BGR mean, schoolhouse. I was actually going to throw that down. I was actually going to yeah. throw that down. I would love, 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 love to do an old ale and uh, oh, and possibly um, get a couple barrels that went in. Oh, yeah. All right, Sounds guys, we have to make this happen. More conversation and uh, stuff. That'll be easy. fun. Done, Thomas. If people want to keep up with what is going on at Schoolhouse Brewing, then where should they go to make that happen? Schoolhousebeer.com. Always follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Snapchat, Grinder, all the places that you can find us. <laughs> all of the um, sites. We're yes. everywhere in the world. We're World Wide Web. World enabled. Star. I mean, world we, Star. I got world Wi-Fi star. in my MySpace. Um, 
Boots. Shower. In your shower. Yes. Good stuff. Well, guys, thanks. We enjoyed the beers. We enjoyed the conversation. Congrats on the grand opening. We appreciate it. And you know what? For those in the Atlanta area, you can hit a trifecta here if you, you come can. to where uh, Ironmonger Brewing, where our studio is. And Love just them. a heads up, they're going to be closed for a couple months. Big remodel going on here. But you've got Red Hair just down the road and Schoolhouse Beer and Brewing just down from there. Check us all So out. it'll be a good time. Guys, thank you so much. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking with Vermont's 14th Star Brewing. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. <laughs>